0: Hi, this is Ricardo, pastor of Journey Church Ventura. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Hope you're having a great week. We hope it's life-giving, and life-changing. Take care. I cannot tell you what a privilege it is to be a pastor here, um, just to be your pastor, um, to be privileged to hopefully um, be a part of your growth in your walk with God, be a part of celebrating moments like these, being a part of even going through tough times, um, all of that is just an absolute privilege. had the, the, the privilege this last week of spending a week away, um, and I do this twice a, a year where I, we call it prayer and planning retreat, where I go away, and my wife and I go away, and, and normally it's like up, right up to Casitas. We take our trailer up there, and we camp out for a week. But I spend that entire week just hearing from the Lord and, uh, and asking God for the next steps for journey, our, our vision, because our vision really kind of keeps us in, in the right path, right? It, it helps us understand what the next steps are for journey, and, and I'm super excited about what's going to happen in this coming year, and on January the 7th, we will have a vision day, a vision day where we talk about what's next for us and what God's got planned for us. So I'm uh, very, very excited about these next steps this series is going to be a fun series called um, He Will Be Called Jesus. He Will Be Called Jesus. And the, the whole interesting part of this series is that those are the, the two commands that that uh, the angel gave uh, Mary and Joseph was what to name Jesus, what was to name this baby that they were miraculously going to parent. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more of that in just a minute. But Um, These three characters, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, are really truly the the characters of of Christmas. I know we focus on sometimes the shepherds and what the shepherds experienced in the the fields. And we focus on the magi or the wise men and all those kinds of things. But this series is simply going to be a focus on Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. And Jesus obviously will be on Christmas Eve. And just to let you know, we're not going to have an evening Christmas Eve service. We're going to have a Christmas Eve service at our normal time, 10 o'clock this time. And that will be our only service of the day. But we want to encourage you to bring everybody with you. Let's pack this place out and let's have a great time celebrating Christmas. And then you can plan your Christmas Eve Eve meetings uh, wherever you choose. And so it's going to be a good time. All right. So there's these three characters. There's Mary. There's Joseph. There's Jesus. And I think there's some of the most relatable people that we could ever connect with. And uh, I, I know that, we, you know, we put Mary way up here on, on this pedestal. And she belongs there. She, she's, the, she's the mother of, of Jesus. And so she belongs on this, this way up here uh, kind of place. But there's some things about her that make her very relatable to you and me. And I want to capture those, those thoughts. And... Um, first of all, I think, can, can you just imagine, here's two young people. Joseph wasn't old. We, we don't know a lot about Joseph other than he was a carpenter. But there's these two young people that are just getting engaged, just having life together and, and getting ready to get married. And all of a sudden, an angel pops in and says, you're going to be the mother of Jesus you're going to be the mother of the savior of the world just take 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 that in for a second i mean for those of you that have had kids and you've heard the the you know the moment where you find i'm pregnant it's like oh no, you know, it's kind of like, what is happening here, what's going on? I remember when, you know, of course, the, the, the pregnancy test and the little pin, and you know, it's a plus or minus or whatever it's supposed to say, and, and my wife came in and goes, guess what? And I'm like, oh no. And, and uh, my wife was super, excited. I'm, I was excited, but I was scared because i just, parenting didn't look good to me. Um, from my own parenting, my, my parents' parenting experience. So I wasn't quite sure what kind of parent I was going to be. So I was really nervous about that. And can you imagine these people just going along through life and all of a sudden waking up or being woken up or being just in, in prayer? I don't know how this angel showed up, but it showed up. And, and, and the angel showed up. It, it. It's not an it. It's a, well, it might be. Uh, anyway, um, this angel shows up. And you're just going through life, and then all of a sudden, everything changes. Everything changes. And I I do want to make this little bit of a parallel, that there was a day when Jesus showed up in your life. There was a day when something became real about Jesus in your life, and everything changed. Everything changed. It didn't become necessarily easy. It didn't become this like, woo and, you know, uh, roses and rainbows for the rest of your life. It didn't, it didn't go quite that way, but Jesus is your Savior. Jesus is the one who made the difference. Jesus is the one who, who came into your life. And, and when this happens to Mary, it's like, whoa, this is crazy stuff. But the Bible tells us that uh, she's very likely a very young girl, a teenager, maybe 14, 16, somewhere in there, because the culture in those days, marriage was a lot earlier than it is in today's world. And so in Luke chapter, oh, by the way, did you ever think, did, did Jesus have the terrible twos? I asked that question to somebody the other day, and they said, absolutely not. You realize terrible twos is not like sin, it's just energy, right? I think he did. I think he gave Mary and Joseph a run for his money, their money. And, uh, you know, they, they, they didn't have to scold him like, don't ever say no to me, you know, I I don't think he did that, you know, because that would have been rebellion or something dark in his heart. But um, I I do think that they had to say, Jesus, just mellow out, calm down. Um, Maybe something like that. That's just speculation. There's nothing in the Bible that tells us that. But uh, can you imagine being a parent of the Son of God and having to tell him, calm down? Luke chapter 1, verse 26 says this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, Elizabeth was Mary, or Mary's cousin. Um, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth in a, a town in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Now this is that miracle moment, this crazy moment when uh, this angel Gabriel, and from what we understand in Scripture, Gabriel might have been the, the like the kingpin of angels. He might have been the guy, you know, that was the the angel of all angels, and um, and so he he shows up. We don't know how he shows up. We don't know if he's like poof, you know, or you know, walks in and he's kind of a human looking and uh, whatever he is, he's obviously an angel because she gets nervous. She gets scared. She goes through some difficult times. Now, what the angel is doing was predicted almost 750 years prior. Almost 750 years. Listen to this. In the prophecy of Isaiah, in chapter uh, 7 of Isaiah, Verse 14, it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. That was 750 years prior. So 750 years, the Israelites sat on this idea that someday there's going to be this miracle birth. We don't know how it's going to work. We don't know who it's going to be. We don't know the chosen one, the Mary of the day. But we do know that Jesus, the promised one, the God with us is going to be born of a virgin. So what's happening in Luke chapter 1 is that the prophecy 750 years old is coming true. If you don't think God's involved in your life, just look at this. If he knew what was going to happen 750 years prior, and then it happens, he knows what's going to happen in your life. He knows he's involved in your life. He's connected to your life. He's not absent from you. You may feel like, you know, none of us are going to live 750 years, but however many years you may feel like, you, oh, what's going on? I'm waiting for that promise. I'm waiting for that promise. He's involved. He's involved in your life. He's involved in your life. These seven people that were baptized today confess to the reality that Jesus has entered into their life and they've committed to follow him for the rest of their lives. Jesus will be in your life from this point on. From every day that you walk, he's there. And it's a promise that he's made. So Mary, is what we understand about her is that she's a descendant of David, which was also prophesied that the the Savior was going to come from the line of the king David. Of, of king david so she's a descendant of him and so that is a, a part of a prophecy as well and part of god's redemptive plan what we know about mary is that she she belongs to a very select group or, or club and that's that club of people who are miraculously impregnated miraculously uh come uh, made able to have a baby We know that Sarah, the husband of Abraham, was unable to have a baby and at 80 years old was told she was going to give birth to a son. At 80 years old. There's anybody 80 years old in here? Can you imagine hearing that news today? You'd be like, no. It's not happening. In fact, Sarah laughed. Sarah laughed at the angels who were announcing... um, that she was going to have a baby. She laughed, and, and, uh, and then 10 years later gave birth to Isaac, and um, that was quite the experience. Manoah's wife, who Manoah is the father of Samson, the, the, the big strong man, and Manoah's wife was someone who did not and was not able to have a, a child, but then um, was visited by an angel and told that she was going to give birth to a son. Another lady named Hannah, she was barren and prayed for a child and was granted it because of her her prayer. She was the mother of Samuel, a prophet that ended up having a significant influence in the, the, the world of Israel. There was no angel announcement, but there was a connection between her and God. And God said to her, not through an angel, but through prayer or relationship, that she was going to give birth. And she was able to. And then Elizabeth had an angelic announcement. She was the the mother of John the Baptist. And she was told she was going to give birth. And she was barren and not able to give birth. And so all of this was miraculous. If there's anything we can grab a hold of, it's simply this, is that God is capable of completely just obliterating natu- natural, uh, wor- the natural world. The natural world isn't in his boundary box like it is ours and we look at the boundaries and we go that can't happen 80 years old and not having children for 80 years it's not going to happen already been through menopause already been through all that and now you're telling me i'm going to have a child not we we think in those terms but if we look at mary's story that's not a limitation to god What you're looking for in your life and you think is impossible is not impossible with God. God is able. And then we find out that she's highly favored. So what does that mean? That simply means that she was a woman of God. A woman who faithfully and and genuinely loved God. And God's like, I'm going to use her. This is important for every one of us to understand that we need to stay connected with God. We need to stay in his His favor. We don't earn his favor. It's it's there by grace. But she genuinely just loved God and walked with God. And as she did, her life was recognized by God to be the mother of the Savior of the world. The mother of the Savior of the world. None of us, none of you ladies are going to ever have to worry about giving birth to the Savior of the world. It's been done. But we do have to give birth to the plan that he puts in our hearts. We do have to give birth to the plan and the purpose and the value that he's brought us into this world for. You are here. We are here for such a time as this. We are here in the 2023, 2024 to do something great for God. And we must be in right relationship with him. To be favored, to use, be used by him. And so the story goes on in verse 29. It says, Mary was greatly troubled at his words. Um, at, like I would be troubled at his presence. She's troubled at his words. And wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Don't, do, do not be afraid, Mary. Uh, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are to call him Jesus. You are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. What a great promise. And we are the benefactors of salvation because now we're grafted in to that family. That Israelite family, that, that Abrahamic covenant that was made years ago that God will rule over the world and rule the nations of the world. That's you and me today because we're grafted into that family through the salvation of Jesus Christ. And so it's a significant moment, but what, what, what's going on here? Mary had to be going, wait, what? Remember that series? We did a whole series on, wait, what? That was a moment where, where Mary's like, I, I just, what? And that's a moment where she had to say, okay, okay. I, I'm not going to worry about the limits. And she does in just a moment. But what happens is, is that she is, is given direction. And she's told that she's going to conceive and give birth to a son. And she's a virgin. She hasn't had sex with anybody. She hasn't had a, a, a physical or sexual relationship with anyone. She is pure and holy. And, 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 and before God, God is going to come and give her the ability to have this child. Now, one of the things I think is really cool is that they didn't have to go through the naming game. They didn't have to do that. And can you imagine if, if they'd have said, you're going to have a baby. You can call him whatever you want, but he's going to be the Son of God. What, what do you call the Son of God? You know, we were t- my my wife and I were just joking around. We couldn't come up with too many things because we felt like it was sacrilege. But it's like, do you call him the Little Miracle Man? You know, or hey, you're you're a little God. You're a little God. I, I, you know, what What do you come up with? You'd have to have a weird list. of There's no help because you can't use the normal lists of names. And so fortunately, they didn't have to go through that. And it's really cool what the name Jesus really means. It means the one who saves or Yeshua. It's the, the, the Hebrew word is, is Yeshua and it the one who saves. Matthew one twenty one and 22 says, She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. The one who saves. And so that's why he's called Jesus. Because he's the one who will take our sins away. And that's a really powerful name. So anytime you use the name of Jesus. I think it's, it's bold for those guys that are named Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, hey Jesus. Live up to your name. Live up to your name. My, son, my son-in-laws are called Uh, Caleb and Joshua and if you're familiar with scripture at all you know that Caleb and Joshua were the two guys that went into the promised land with 10 other uh, Israelites to check out the promised land and all 12 came back 10 of them said this is a scary place we're not going there and then Caleb and Joshua were the two that said, no, we can, we can defeat these guys. This is a, pl- a land of milk and honey. This is a great place. And I told my sons-in-law, I said, you guys better live up to your namesake. <laughs> it's no mistake that you guys are named Joshua and Caleb. And you better be full of faith and man of faith and good husbands or I'll kill you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I've been saying radical things in the last couple of weeks. All right. <clears throat> Mary says in verse 34 she says, "How will this be?" And I think it's a fair question. How will this be Mary asks since I am a virgin. So she does the confessing of the prophecy of 750 years ago. She confesses, I'm a virgin. This is not going to work. And the beautiful thing is is simply this, is that God is not held captive by the physical boundaries you and I are. This is is a a miracle. It's it's God speaking the worlds into existence. Some people have made it weird and and crazy and and strange that the Holy Spirit and, and Mary had some kind of physical relationship. That's not it. That's not it. We'll hear in just a moment how it is. And, and, but the power of this is simply this, is that she didn't question the call to be the mother of Jesus. She just questioned the method. How's this going to work? And I think for all of us, when you get called, when you get this inclination that God wants to do something crazy in your life and amazing in your life and, and miraculous in your life... The question that we'll all have is like, I don't get how it's going to happen. That's not the important part of it. It's simply saying, okay, God, I trust you. You work out the details. I'll start walking in, in that direction. And when you do, God shows up. God shows up. How will this be, Mary, asked the angel, since I am a virgin? And he answers the question in verse 35. He says, the Holy Spirit will come on you. And the power of the Most High, the power of the Most High, that's how he did it. Just like he created the heavens and the earth, just like he created you and me, he can speak the worlds into existence. And so so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. So we do know that God used holy DNA for Jesus to be the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, and she who is uh, said to be unable to conceive in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. What a great message. What an incredible message. Mary is going to have this baby by the power of the Holy Spirit. She is impregnated just like her, uh, her cousin. Elizabeth was made able to to bear children and she was made miraculously able to bear children. Mary is miraculously bearing a child by the power of the Holy Spirit because of the promise of God. For no word from God will ever fail. If you have the word of God, if you have the promise of God, if you've heard his voice, if you know it is in alignment with Scripture, you can trust We can have complete faith in the word of God for our lives. All of us are called. All of us have a purpose. All of us have a meaning meaning and a value. And if we don't stand on that truth, we will stop and and be limited by what we understand rather than the faith that we have in a miraculous and all-powerful God. And I want to encourage you today. We need to hear from Mary's story that God is a miracle worker. And that he can do whatever he chooses. He overturns the laws of nature. He, he's not held captive by anything uh, that we are held captive to. We, he can extend his power to your life. Verse 38, she wraps it up by saying, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Can we say that today in our own lives? Can we say that today in our own hearts? Can we have the confidence to know that even though we don't get how it's going to happen, even though we don't understand what the next step looks like, even though we don't have a a, a clear picture, we've been blinded by our humanity and blinded by our five senses. We have another sense, the, the Holy Spirit sense, that says God is able to do whatever he chooses in and through my life. And I hope and pray that's you today. I hope and pray that you're hearing his voice. Why is Mary so relatable to us? I think it's because once she has, God has a plan. Just like she, he had a plan for her life, he has a plan for our lives. We are all chosen for a purpose. Nothing that requires God's involvement is anything less than a miracle. Isn't that true? Our salvation is a miracle. Our daily walk is a miracle. We walk in grace. The strength that we get from him when we go through tough times. The beauty and grace that we experience when we go through good times. All of that is miraculous. The the, the desire he has for you and I to be people of impact that change the world. That requires a miracle. You and I have no power in in and of ourselves to do great things. For God. Except with God. And his power. And that's why we must depend on him every single day. You may not have been chosen to give birth to a son. But you've been cho- chosen to give birth to his plan in your life. And it's important that we say, just like Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Amen? I hope you feel encouraged this morning. I hope you feel excited about what God wants to do in your life. And if you don't know, the best way to understand what the next step is for you is to know that you have to pray. You have to connect your heart and spirit with God. You have to hear His Word and, and understand what it means to be a Christian. And as you walk as a Christian, God will continue to guide your steps. And something will be birthed in you. Something new. Something passion, a a vision, a dream, a hope, a wish, all of those will be planted in your heart by the love and grace of God in your life. I pray that that happens to you today. And I'm going to pray that God, that we would be uh, the new Marys, the the people who are carrying a plan, a a vision, a direction from God. No, we're not. None of us are going to give birth to, to Jesus. We don't have to worry about that. Guys, I'm not telling you to be be anything other than a guy, okay? But we do need to embrace the vision and passion that God has in our lives. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father God, we just thank you so much for Mary. We thank you for the mother of Jesus. We thank you that you chose someone that had favor in your eyes. We thank you, God, for the fact that she... Uh, faithfully served you, that she said at the end of this conversation that I am the Lord's servant. May it be as you say. Lord, I pray that each of us would have that same answer in our hearts, that we would have the same passion in our lives to follow you with our whole heart, to follow you regardless of our understanding, regardless of the fact that we don't even know how it's going to happen. But God, you can make things happen. You can do things that we could never do. And I pray in the power and name of Jesus Christ that you would place a plan, a purpose, a miracle in the hearts and lives of every person in this room. May we all be a part of this dynamic experience of faith in you. For Lord, I know that you have no less of a plan to redeem this world than you did when you... uh, gave your message to Mary. You have no less of a plan to redeem our communities, our workplaces, our homes, our, our, our communities than, than you did when you, you announced to, to Mary that she would give birth to the Son of the Most High. Lord, you have a plan in our lives that we would be a part of your redemptive plan in the lives of others. And I pray that you help us to be a part of that. I pray that you help us, Lord, to respond as uh, Mary responded. I'm your servant, Lord. Be it to me as you have said. Lord, I pray that that happened today in our lives. And I thank you for it. I give you praise. I give you honor. I give you glory, God, for all that you want to do and desire to do in our lives today. Lord, help us to, to know that you desire more than anything to walk with us and talk with us. And give us that dream. Give us that vision. Give us that plan. you have for you have thought about it forever you've known about our lives for forever and Lord I pray that that plan would become real today in Jesus name in Jesus name if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ but you want one you 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 realize that through Mary there was a plan of redemption not just for Mary's Experience, but for your and my experience, that we can accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. He came to this world so that we could have life and life eternal. We could have hope and peace. And I want to pray with you today. I want to pray that you would accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The first thing to do is confess our sin, the Bible tells us. Confess that we are sinners and we're in need of God's forgiveness that was provided for us on the cross, the cross of Easter, the cross where Jesus died and gave his life. And then the Bible says, if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God was raised from the dead, we will be saved. So we have to believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if we do, we make that confession, then the Bible says we will be saved. We will receive salvation, eternal life, eternal hope in Jesus Christ. That's available to you today. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, will you just say this, brief prayer with me you don't have to say it out loud you can say it in your heart dear Jesus please forgive me of my sin I'm a sinner and I've made mistakes and I've done things that have separated me from you and I pray that you would forgive me of my sin I thank you for dying on the cross and I accept that forgiveness today Lord I believe that you were raised from the dead And that today you offer me eternal life because you, death, hell, and the grave did not keep you. But today you are alive in heaven and I look forward to spending eternity with you. Thank you for raising from the dead. And I commit to follow you for the rest of my life. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to join your journey. And I hope the message made a big difference in your life. And if it did, we just encourage you to go to journeychurchventura.com and let us know. Also, be free to share this message with your friends and family. We just love to impact as many people as we can. Once again, thank you for joining us at Journey Church Ventura.